This is Kramer Financial Talk with Jim Kramer of Kramer Investment Services. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Jim Kramer provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. So listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Kramer Financial Talk with Jim Kramer. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Kramer Financial Talk. My name is Jim Kramer with Kramer Investment Services. If you'd like to learn more information about what you hear during our show today, feel free to give us a call. For callers in Wisconsin, our number is 262-729-4128. And for callers in Illinois, the number is 815-331-8096. Feel free to visit us online at www.kramerinvestmentservices.com. That's spelled K-R-A-M-E-R, Investment Services. And while on our website, if you'd like to listen to our past podcasts, click on the Media Library tab, followed by the Radio tab, and then up will come all of our past podcasts for you to listen to. You can also subscribe at Apple Podcasts and Spotify to listen to our podcasts. And don't hesitate to reach out with any questions or if you'd like to set up a face-to-face meeting. So today we're going to talk about market downturns. And we've had you know, a few down down days on Wall Street over the last couple of weeks, and it's been concerning to some investors out there. And we're going to have a discussion about that, what to do and not do during a market downturn. So with that, I want to introduce you to my co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you doing today? You know what, Jim? I'm doing great. Uh, I've been enjoying the nicer weather. I finally got outside and got some things done last weekend and uh, been getting outside more, trying to go on walks every day. So I'm really enjoying the spring weather or uh, at least a little better weather, right? Uh, and other than that, just keeping busy. Uh, yeah. Recording shows fun. and uh, yeah. Yeah, it is. And have you been able to get outside? I know you've been really busy. Hey, I had a fun weekend. At least I could be outside without being uh, really cold. We were able to go do some uh, trail hiking and took my oh, nice. took my puppy out there. She was having a blast. And just being able to sit outside <laughs> at night and not feel uncomfortable, that was really nice. Yeah. Really enjoyed oh, it. Oh, you have a puppy. I didn't realize you had a puppy right now, Jim. What is it? It's called a beesky, which is a combination of a beagle oh. and a husky. And she's, oh, wow. she's a cutie, but she is uh, a bit of a challenge. Let me just say that. Um, we're, we're having... <laughs> well, we're, most puppies are. Yeah. She's, she's a little slow on the learning curve, but we're patient with her. And <laughs> I hope, my hope is one day she doesn't tear up my yard, but we have to be very careful when we set her out. We put her outside. She's a little menace. Ah, uh, that's funny. Well, that's good for you. Yeah. It keeps you young. Yeah. There keeps, you go. Yeah. It keeps uh, me active outside trying to fix the damage that she did. <laughs> I love that, actually. I love the thought of you running around after oh, a yeah. little puppy, Jim. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Well, and you've picked a great topic. I mean, we're talking about the stocks and the stock market. Hey, that's perfect segue. That's a perfect segue, Tony. So, opening bell, right? Yeah. So um, today's a mixed day. 
on Wall Street. We have the Dow and the S&P 500 up. The NASDAQ is down today. Um, you know, there's a still we, we've, we're a little bit in the overbought territory with the NASDAQ stock exchange, which came off a tremendous year in 2020. So, oh, yeah, there's sort of a, this natural fallback that was I hate to say it, but rather necessary given how much uh, investors went into the technology sector. So a little bit yep. of a drawback right now. But um, we look at the S&P 500 year to date and that's up a little over two and a half percent. The Dow Jones is actually doing pretty well right now. That's up 3.6% year to date. And the NASDAQ is now down a little over 2% year to date. Um, And then the worst performer is the U.S. bond market. Uh, We're looking at that right now is down 3% year to date. And, um, you know, so far, everything looks to be falling in line with predictions. We we could kind of project out, although we never know from year to year, that the NASDAQ was going to fall a little bit behind after doing so well in 2020. And the- well, sure, there, there, there's always adjustments, right? But anytime you mention the bond market, I think this is the sound we're going to hear. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. It's not been a it's good place for investors. Great. No, it hasn't. <laughs> it it will come great. back at some point, Tony, but not not at the, this particular moment. Sure. All right. So our topic today is going to be on market downturns. And so just to start this off, I reviewed a, a uh, Morningstar article from May in 2019 titled What to Do and Not to Do in a Volatile Market. And it gave some helpful tips to investors. And the first thing to point out, and I always tell this with my clients, is don't panic when the markets are moving downward, um, especially if we did a proactive plan. You know, we we did everything right from the start. We knew exactly what was going to happen if, the, if there was going to be a downturn. We had a game plan in mind. And so when you do that proactive plan, you should feel less anxious when the market's moving down. If you, you've been taking a lot more risk than what you're normally comfortable with, panic is going to be pretty normal. But what you have to always do is take that pause back, look to see where is the money flowing. If it's flowing from the NASDAQ stock exchange into the S&P 500 or if it's going into foreign markets, you know, with a calm approach, we can always see where the money is flowing. But most importantly, beyond looking at where is the, the place to make the quickest buck at that particular moment is doing a proactive plan. Don't put all of your Uh, nest egg into the stock market if that's not what you're comfortable with. I always do a stress test with my clients. What if certain things happen? And I can show them if if we go through, let's say, another 2008, where the stock market dropped almost 40% in the U.S. and many investors lost more because they were invested in the foreign markets. I could show them, here's how this will look. And are you comfortable knowing that, you know, this could happen to you? Do you still feel the the risk is worth it? And if it's not, well, then we need to have a smaller amount into the stock market. So we can't, you know, throw all our eggs into the hottest investment at that moment. Diversity is very, very important. And the second thing to go along with that is don't try to market time. It's very difficult to do. And... You know, you mean time the market? Yeah, don't don't try to time that market because if you do, you're if you get lucky, you're lucky. Um, you look at the best money managers on Wall Street, and they have a poor time trying to do that. 
you sh we, we can backtest performance over time. And we can see that the best investors don't try to forecast out, you know, next week and the next month exactly how to do it. And you decide whether to be in the market, out of the market, take chances. I, I hear people do this all the time and I see more mistakes than if they are right. And so, yeah. and so the best people will look at it and say, you know, let's do a proactive plan. Let's invest for the long term. Uh, yes, we're going to need to make changes over time as we see the stock market adjust. We follow the money flow. Where is the money being made at that particular moment? But just keep in mind, that's where the money is being made at that moment. And things can change on a dime. Right. It's like Warren Buffett, who's, you know, one of the most successful investors and stock mines the world has ever known, uh, the Oracle of Omaha, he always says, you know, it's not, uh, it's not timing the market, it's time in the market. And he, I remember a quote, he said, uh, you know, for the most part, people who try to time the market will lose every time. So uh, those are some quotes from uh, Warren Buffett. So I think long term is is the is the goal. It's time in the market, not timing the market. Wouldn't you say? Jim? Very well said, Tony. I think it's important to do some of the things that he mentions that we should do. And that is he always has an objective of that when he invests, he's looking for a three to five year period of time before a profit could be made. So he's often looking at undervalued stocks and right. he, you know, now he has the ability to do this, whereas a lot of investors don't, but he can afford to lose money on an investment. And with the projection that over a three to five year period of time that he is not only going to break even, but he's going to make a profit on it. And if he doesn't during that three to five year time, time frame, he's going to exit out of that investment. Now that's ideal for somebody, but Unfortunately, there's many people investing in the market that cannot afford to go through right. a three to five year yeah. period of time. That's why it's always the majority. That would be the majority of us. <laughs> right. So it's always important to look at individual situations and you know what's best for them, given that circumstance. And if they have the ability to do that type of investing, well, more power to you. You're going to do very well. If you wait, you're to... saying my personal situation is different than Warren Buffett's? Well, Tony, <laughs> I know you're very successful. You know, you've been in that the co-hosting. You've been in the radio industry for how money. many years? And I know you're yeah, radio. you're just just making tons of money. I know you yeah, are. Yeah, radio. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to get the laugh track going for that. Um, uh, but seriously, good points. You know, don't panic. Uh, don't time the market or market time. Uh, so what what next? What, what do we need to do next? Okay, stick to your asset allocation model of stocks and bonds. So that can be determined by doing a risk, risk tolerance quiz and other things that go along with that to help us to determine, you know, what percentage of your nest egg should go into stocks or similar risk type of investments and what percentage of your overall nest egg should go into safer investments. And some of those safer investments could include Bond investing, which historically is not quite as risky, although we're seeing year to date bond investors lose money, uh, but they typically don't lose the kind of money that you can in the stock market. And then also annuities would be included into that and other safer investments, which could include money at the bank, although we're in a really low interest rate period of, of time here. So uh, a lot of people are foregoing their normal asset 
allocation models and throwing all their money into risk, which which really could be dangerous for a retiree. Well, yeah, that's true. And, and you have to, you know, you want some safety, but boy, CDs, things like CDs or just, you know, savings accounts, they're not keeping up with inflation. So you do need to look at other uh, possible uh, safe aspects uh, for your money. Yes. And I know that's something that you help your clients do is is have a good balance. You want some growth, uh, but you also need safety. So uh, there are trade-offs, but it depends on, again, uh, like the comparison to, to Warren Buffett and myself, <laughs> that, you know, everybody's situation is different. Everybody's situation is different. And ideally, when I invest a client into a safe money asset, which could include bonds, annuities, and so forth, I always least want to be able to generate inflationary type returns to my clients. So you and I have talked about this before in previous podcasts. We we believe that the consumer price index is a poor read on the whole measure of inflation. So right now, the consumer price index is around 2% per year. But I believe, especially when we do some testing of real inflation and looking at healthcare costs, which are not well determined in the CPI, is that inflation is somewhere around 3% annually. So if we cannot at least generate 3%, then we're really losing money. So I try to make sure we put together portfolios in the safe money realm or safer money realm that can at least generate that so the client isn't losing money or falling behind. Right. And that's that's key right there. And I know that that's something that you do. This is everything you're saying. All these points are why you need to be working with a financial services professional like yourself, Jim, uh, to really uh, actively uh, manage this, have a plan in place uh, for the retirement income and for your retirement savings and your financial investments. So Uh, I think this is great. Uh, What's the next point on your list? All right. So the next point on this is what is your time horizon? And that means more usually more than not, when are you going to retire? So if you're retiring in 10 years, that gives you a little bit of leeway, so to speak. So if you want to take a little more risk, you can afford to go through the cycles of the market. But if you're, let's say, within one or two years from retirement, can you live with the fact that within the next two years, what if the stock market were to go backwards? What if it were to go seriously backwards and you're taking a lot of risk? So it's working again with a good financial services professional, as you mentioned, can help you to look at you know situations, good and bad, and help you to determine what should be your proper asset allocation given your time horizon. And even in retirement, you might not have a, an initial need to use money because you have other income sources of which to lean on. You know, we try to look at when are you really going to be needing this money in a significant way? And that's really the best measurement of what we look for in in determining your time horizon, not necessarily when retirement happens, although that's used more times than not, is when we're going to need to start drawing from that money. Well, you're right. And once again, we go back to that quote, it's time in the market. Everybody's time horizon is different. I think that's a great point, Jim. So what's the next point? Okay. So use a bucket approach to your money. That is, have a set of money that's going to be used for the short term. Now, that could be one to two years. And typically, and this is in the ideal sense, we want to use our safer money for short-term needs and use the stock market or you know, 
other types of assets that are as risky, if not more, for more longer term investing, minimum two years, ideally five to 10 years out, and allow that money to do its job. Because let's say, for example, you use your more, let's say you had all of your money into the stock market and you go into retirement. And a couple of things we can control in life, we can't control what the stock market does. We can try to invest as best as we can given the circumstance, but if everything's going down, there's no magic way in which you can make money. If you're starting to withdraw money from your investment accounts at the same time the market is moving down, that could have a significant effect on your retirement. In fact, it makes it so much more difficult going forward just to get your money back up to where it was before that every year going forward, we're going to need a higher rate of return on our investments just to protect our principal from year to year. So what all too often happens, especially early on in retirement, Tony, if we go through a downturn, is we go through a death spiral with our money. So if we can ideally separate assets that we're going to use more for short term, and ideally, although we can't do this all the time, is use your safer money for short term, your longer term money is best served for the stock market. The stock market being as, being as volatile as it is, with the ups and the downs, is not a reliable source for retirement income. Morningstar, which is one of the research companies that I use and investors can subscribe to it, said that very thing a couple of years back, that if you're solely relying upon the stock market to meet your income needs in retirement, there's a good chance you're going to be solely, sorely disappointed. Well, yeah, you have to you have to watch out, uh, and uh, you know I know a lot of people uh, uh, would be. You really, again, you don't have to do this alone. Uh, you can work with a financial professional like yourself. Uh, so, what's next? What's the next tip? Well, just the one other thing I want to mention along with that is while we have a bucket approach as far as the safety of your money and using the the more at risk investments for longer term purposes, but we also do the same thing as a financial planner in looking at the taxation of your accounts. So, in certain years, we can look at your tax bracket and say, okay, based on that, let's use a more taxable account because we don't have a lot of taxes to report for that year. And then certain years where you might have higher taxes to report, let's use one of your more tax-friendly accounts. And we kind of mix the two. We look at both safety and at-risk assets using different buckets. But at the same time, we want to maximize what's available to us in the IRS code. So if we can do the two combined, we can really maximize and stretch out uh, your accounts as a retiree, stretching that money out as long as possible and also keeping your taxes down as low. All right, so the next part to know of this article is know what your income needs will be in retirement. So I always ask people to do this and sometimes they're able to do it and sometimes it's it's a difficult process, but to try to put together an annual budget, you know, where do you spend your money and how much do you spend? And then going into retirement, what do you foresee will change? Will your health care costs change? Will you be traveling more? Will you be driving less? And we look at all of these things to determine, okay, here's approximately what your budget is now, but what will it be in the future? And then when we look at your other income sources, once you do retire, we can figure out a budget or an amount of money to withdraw from your investment accounts to help cover that income gap. And then we use the bucket approach that we just talked about in the previous segment uh, to help you know meet those needs and stretch that money out over the long term. 
Well, and that's that's key too. These are great points. And so uh, you have to know what your needs will be in retirement. And a lot of people don't like the B word or budget, but you have to look at what you're spending now and really plan it out and have a written plan in place. And you help your clients do that, don't you, Jim? I do. Uh, I go through financial plans with my clients yearly. And in some instances, we do it quarterly. It's all dependent upon what my clients are looking for. If they they want to stay on it and uh, meet with me on a regular basis, we do it. And then sometimes I have to make sure that they get in my office or we do a Zoom meeting because I want to make sure that they stay on track. Right. There you go. Uh, so what's the next point? Okay, so this next point that the article makes is sort of what we've we've talked about before, but it's it deals with taking on too much risk in retirement, especially early on in retirement. So if you were really successful during your working years at taking risk and you're going in retirement and you're thinking, I'm going to do exactly what I did before because it worked out previous to that. Well, there's some things, as I mentioned, we can control in life. But if the stock market happens to go through a really bad period of time, like we saw in 2008, and even before that, uh, 2000 to 2002, those were three straight years of negative returns in the U.S. stock market and as well as throughout the globe. And if you walk in the retirement in one of those years, let's say it happens in the future when you do retire, that could have a bad consequence for you. So if you're pulling out especially moderate to heavy withdrawals from your accounts as the market's going down, especially early on, that could have a devastating consequence. So part of working with a good financial services professional is they can help you do do what we call a stress test on your money. You know, we can show you, hey, if this happens, are you okay? Will you be able to weather through that? Or if that's going to be a problem, well, then let's look to do some corrective action. Make sure we follow your risk tolerance. Too many people are kind of throwing that out the window these days because of the poor returns they're seeing in their safer money assets. So they're just throwing caution to the wind. Well, it's that's a that's a hope so strategy, Tony. And we want to know a little more about how our retirement's going to go. So that balance is very important. That's something I do for my clients. Well, you're right. And that's been a reoccurring theme in today's show, Jim. Uh, have that balanced approach and have a plan in place to deal with market downturns. Now, uh, we have a little bit of time left. I know you had a few other tips uh, for us regarding this. Okay. So these are a couple of the tips that I have is... One is to continue with the same or even greater amount of contributions into your retirement plan. We are going to need money for our retirement. I know um, a lot of us, you know, we, we were focused on the here and now and we want to make sure our income needs are covered today. But we have to focus on that retirement because on average, and I know we've talked about this in previous podcasts, the average individual retiring at 65 is going to be living for about another two decades. So we need to have at least two decades worth of retirement income from the retirement account. So we're going to need a decent amount of money in order to do that because we know Social Security won't uh, do that all by herself. So by just increasing your contribution year by year just a little bit, it's hardly noticeable. And what you don't see doesn't really hurt you. So that's the the biggest thing I can say is for re investors that are focused on okay well we need the latest electronic gadget we were gonna what are we gonna buy today on Amazon is look to your retirement and pay yourself first before you do that and don't give up on don't miss out on the employer contributions that those four hundred one ks are offering and right and then also for those who have non IRA 
or 401k type of account, such as an individual joint or trust account, look at whether it makes sense to sell some of your investments within your accounts for tax purposes in those years where you have low income. So if you're in retirement and you have relatively low income, which I can look at doing my financial plans for people, it might be a good year to reallocate those accounts. Often we're paralyzed or we don't want to make changes to those types of accounts because of capital gains. We've done well in those accounts, but often that means we're imbalanced and certain years, certain investments kind of have to go through long-term cycles. So if you're in one of those situations and you're fearful of taxes, well, you talk to a good financial services professional or an accountant, especially a good CPA, and we can help you to, dis- to assess whether reallocating in those accounts makes sense. Makes sense. So we have to be a little more sensitive to the tax ramifications to those accounts. But if we're in a lower tax bracket year, it might be a good time for you to do that. Uh, be sure, the third part is to be sure to focus on your long-term goals and don't get so caught up with what's happening in the markets at that moment. So I have, I go to a fitness center and everybody knows I'm a financial advisor and I have people come up to me and say, this is what they did. Or they're asking me, you know, what's going to happen next week in the markets? And, and I just look at them and I say, you know what? I don't really know. And that's not my goal. My goal is to focus focus more on long-term planning. I will make some subtle adjustments to their accounts week by week, and I work with good money managers that help me to do that, but I'm not gonna be so focused and get caught up in the weeds because we can, get, we can be very wrong when we start making helter-skelter decisions. I had one person tell me last week that they got out of energy stocks because they were fearful that the price of oil was gonna drop tremendously. Well, that, that didn't happen. And he yeah, now it's went back up. It went back up. So, you know, when we start <laughs> guessing what the market's going to do, we can make bad decisions. In fact, they show long term doing these in and out strategies doesn't make as much money as somebody who has a more calmer approach to doing that. Uh, next, to realize that downturns are inevitable so that the goal of investing in the stock market shouldn't be to only invest when the market's up and get out when we think that the market's going to go down. Don't try to don't try to time the market. It's very difficult. The best advisors out there try not to do it and then there are some who who do it. We call it a tactical strategy and tactical strategies have been proven over the last uh, decades, last couple of decades to not be quite as uh, effective as somebody who sticks to a good asset allocation strategy of certain percentage in dividend stocks, certain percentage in growth stocks, all based on your risk temperament. And then within that context, we look for the best dividend stocks or growth stocks, and we make adjustments over time, but we don't try to deviate too much from our asset allocation strategy. Right. And then, and that's, that's key right there. Oh yeah. And then again, of course, along those lines, predicting short-term movements in the market, moving in and out too much, it's going to stunt the long-term growth of your money. So investors going in and out of Apple stock over the time period did not do as well as the investor who owned Apple stock. And over the last 15 years, that stock has averaged 30% per year. So you can look back and say, you know, if we just stuck stuck with Apple stock through thick and thin over the last 15 years, we would have outperformed the in and out strategy or trying to time the market 
of when we think Apple's going to do good versus Apple doing bad. So, um, you know, predicting is not for the purpose of being a financial advisor. We don't have, I know you're going to find this hard to believe, Tony, we don't have a crystal ball. We, oh. we just, we just don't know. And uh, if they're coming to us saying, you know, Jim, tell us what's going to happen to the future. Wow. If I, if I knew that. It's not magical. Ooh, that sounds, <laughs> I, I like that. I wish it, I could do not, that. Yeah. It's, it's not magic, no. but, but it's really important, obviously. Yes. So, uh, yeah, you really need to, to have a financial plan in place. I mean, that's, that's huge. And then we have to know the situation. Each individual situation is going to be different. So we can't put this one size fits all strategy. You know, somebody asked me the other day, what did you do for your clients last year? Well, it's all over the board. It depends on the client situation with what I did. For some people, we rode the market out and we ended up having a phenomenal year. But there was a point in time where the market went down pretty sizably. And so did that person. But we were looking more long term. And not getting caught up in the weeds of, oh my gosh, the market's moving down. Let's get out. Some people I did have to pull the money out because of their income needs were so great at that point in time. We had to go into a cash position. And there's individuals that are kind of in between that. So I had really three uh, situations of what we did for our clients last year. And this was a a plan in place that we did. And we, we knew what, in case of a downturn of this type of magnitude, we knew exactly what we were going to do. And everything worked out really well. We didn't have clients panic terribly because we knew in place, we had that discussion uh, so that they knew if this happens, here's what our plan is going to be. And that's important when they talk to their financial advisor, have that discussion, not just that you know everything's going to be roses because we know that's not going to be the case. What will be that plan in place? with that advisor that you're working with when things go bad? What are they going to tell you? And if they tell you we're going to magically figure things out and get out of the market and try to get back in when the market's doing better, you know, that's that's easier said than done. Right. It is. Well, we're almost out of time for today's show. Is there anything else you want to add, Jim, before we have to go today? No, it's just if you wish to call our office, if you want to uh, set up a one-on-one meeting. We can even do a Zoom meeting. Uh, if you have any questions, you can call us at 262-729-4128. That's our Lake Geneva, Wisconsin office. Or you can call us at 815-331-8096. That's our McHenry, Illinois office. You can uh, go online at www.kramerinvestmentservices.com to check out our past podcasts. You can also uh, Register on Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts to watch any of our past podcasts as well. Um, we're here to help. We enjoy what we do. And don't don't be shy. If you want to call us just with a question, you feel free to do that. All right. That sounds great. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Kramer Financial Talk with our host, Jim Kramer. Thank you for listening to Kramer Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jim Kramer at Kramer Investment Services. Call 262-729-4128 or visit them online at kramerfinancialtalk.com.
Fee-based planning and investment advisory services are offered by Craman Investment Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Wisconsin and Illinois. Insurance products and services are offered through Kramer Investment and Insurance Services, Inc. Kramer Investment Services, LLC, and Kramer Investment and Insurance Services, Inc. are affiliated companies. Jim Kramer and Kramer Investment Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.